Welcome to the CC Broadcast, a part of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministries. This week we'll be hearing from our radio preacher, Pastor Tim Butker, and his message, The Gift of Time. Well, Happy New Year from the CC Broadcast. We are so glad you've chosen to join us in worship this morning as we turn our hearts towards the Lord in honor and praise of who he is and open his word and invite him to speak to us at the beginning of this new year he is giving us. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, thank you for this chance to turn our hearts towards you, to look into your word, and thank you for the revelation you've given us there about the time we have here on this earth. Speak to us even today, about how we will use it this year. Encourage us, inspire us, and stir in us an ever deeper passion to live this life that you've given us to the fullest. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. this new year, I thought it good to look into God's Word and have Him remind us about the gift of time. And as we open His Word, I just want to invite you to let His Word speak to you clearly, to have your heart and mind open to what God has told us about our lives. In Acts chapter 17, verse 26, we see that from one man God made every nation, that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he determined the exact times set for them and the exact places where they should live. This is a gift that God has put us in history here at this time. Ephesians 5.15 then says to us, Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise but as wise, making the most of the time given you, because the days are evil. And then, of course, the famous passage on time, Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verses 1 through 8. 
There is a time for everything, a season for every activity under the heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. Well, again, Happy New Year. And as we roll from one calendar year into another in this first week of the new year, many of us are taking an assessment of our lives and how we feel about them. And this is good to do, I believe. Many people make New Year's resolutions around this time, and it's, a, it's appropriate. God has given us the capacity to do this. As people made in his image, we can reflect on our lives and evaluate them and consider are we doing what we want? Are we living right? Are we doing what God made us to do? This capacity to evaluate is something unique and special given to human beings, and we ought to use it. As a matter of fact, the scripture tells us in one of our passages that we read, Ephesians 5.15, that we should be very careful how we live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of our time. Maybe you've heard it said that experience is the great teacher. 
But I think it would be more true to say that experience that is evaluated and learned from and reflected on, that's the great teacher. Experience itself doesn't necessarily teach people. People have to learn from their experiences, evaluate them, reflect on them, see what they can change, see how they can grow. Maybe you've heard it said that insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. If you want 2024 to be different in some way than 2023, if you want to grow, if you want to mature, if you want to advance in your life, you and I, both of us, if we, if we want to do this, we have to evaluate our lives, learn from them so we can keep growing. It was the great Socrates who was quoted as saying, the unexamined life is not worth living. So I encourage you now, at the start of this new year, it's a measure of time, and as we have a measure of time and God has made time measurable for us, it allows us to reflect on things and learn from them and then advance. I want to encourage you to do this. Honestly, take some time to sit before God, pray, ask him to help you learn from your life, take an honest assessment of your your spiritual journey, your faith in God, your walk with him. Take an assessment of your relational life, your, your role if you're a husband or a wife, a father, mother, grandfather, grandmother, friend, leader, brother, sister, relative. Ask God to show you where you can grow, how you can advance with him, mature, do better. It all matters to God. It all matters to him, and we want to encourage you in the evaluation of this. A scriptural view of our evaluation is in the context of time, so we can learn from our past, and we can move forward and continue to grow and become more like Christ. It's a scriptural view. Make the most of your time. Be very careful how you live. And as you do this, if you'll take me up on this encouragement, Keep these things in mind about time that God has told us. First of all, he's told us that our time here on the earth is a gift from him. It's a literal gift of grace from him. Psalm 139 verse 16 says, ultimately our lives are in God's hands. It says it this way, all the days ordained for us were written in his book before one of them came to be. Acts 17 verse 26 says this about God. From one man, he made every nation that they should inhabit the whole earth, and he determined the exact times set for them and the exact places where they should live. This time that we have here on the earth is a gift from him. Our ability to measure it is a gift from him. He, he told us in Genesis when he created the sun and the moon and the stars and how we can evaluate the seasons and the days and the years and measure time by his hand, by his sovereign, intelligent design so that we can experience our life in time, evaluate our life in time, and continue to grow and mature in him over the course of time. This is a great gift from God. The scripture tells us that we should receive this gift gratefully and steward it well, take care of it well, make the most of this time that he gives us. In the middle of that, 
we should be aware, not only has God made time measurable, and, and of course we can measure it with clocks now, and we have digital clocks and can measure it down to the millisecond and know things. Not only is it measurable in that way, but it's also to be seen as a gift from him, and then also to be understood as brief or fleeting according to the scripture. So so we have this idea about time given to us in the scripture that says, here, here it is from God. I'm giving you a gift. I'm making it measurable so you can evaluate life and grow and learn like this. But I want you to understand, God tells us in many places that it's precious, it's fleeting, it's brief. In different ways, he says it. James, inspired by the Spirit of God, says this. What is your life? You're a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Peter was inspired by the Holy Spirit. In 1 Peter 1, verse 24, we read God's pen in Peter's hand saying, All men are like grass, and their glory is like flowers of a field. The grass withers and the flowers fall. It's precious this time we have. It's fleeting like a mist. Job, in Job 7, 6, God describes our days as swifter than a weaver's shuttle. They are but a breath. It's just a a mist. God wants us to see the precious nature of time that we have. Oh, friend, do you know what a gift your life is, what a miracle it is, what a marvel, what a wonder it is that God has placed you at this point in history, at this time, to be a part of of his creation. And he's made this time measurable. He's given us intellect and free will to evaluate our lives. We can measure what's happening in our lives. And God wants us to understand it's, it's a brief and precious gift that he's given us. But he's not told us how long it'll be. James wrote under the inspiration of God's Spirit, Listen, you who say today or tomorrow we're going to go to such and such a place and do business and make money. He said, you don't boast like that, for you do not know what will happen tomorrow. You and I have this gift, and we don't know how long it'll last. And when that last sand in the hourglass of time will fall through the, the hourglass measuring our lives, we don't know when that moment will come. I got to tell you, in 2023, I lost my brother, 49 years old. Within a period of three minutes, sitting at his desk, working, he was a lawyer. Something happened in his heart, and his heart seized up, and he took his last breath. At 49 years old, has 10 children, and he went home to be with the Lord. It seemed too young. There's a time, Ecclesiastes Solomon wrote, there's a time to be born, and then there's a time to die. And that day is coming for all of us, and none of us know when it's coming. I never would have guessed my brother would be done with his time in this world at such a young age. When I first started working in a retirement community as a director of spiritual care, the first person I encountered, the first resident that I visited was a lady named Alice Eisenhower. She was 100 years old. She'd lived a whole century, and she was wondering why she even was still here. I asked her, what's the hardest thing about being 100? And she said, well, you don't have any friends left. They've all 
passed on ahead of you. They've gone ahead of you. And there she was living this century, and she would live another two years. And she would often say, I don't know why I'm still here. She didn't, she didn't know why she was still here. But I, I treasure the time that I had with her. She was seeking God from 100 years old to 102 years old, and she'd started seeking God at age four. And we don't know, friends, the time that we have. I mean, all the days ordained for us were written in his book before one of them came to be. It's a precious, fleeting amount of time, whether it's 49 years or three years or 102 years. It's but a vapor, but a mist, the Bible says, here today and gone tomorrow. In comparison to eternity, we just have this precious window of time that we have to manage well before God, to steward well before God. Because as, as Solomon said, it is appointed, you know, there's a time for birth and a time for death. And then the writer of Hebrews said, is it appointed unto each person once to die and then to face the judgment? We understand that we'll be held accountable for the time we have here, what we did with the time we spent here this side of heaven. I mean, this is an awesome responsibility, not just a gift, but an awesome responsibility God has put on us, and we get to choose how we use it. So I want to encourage you again today, take some time to sit down with pen and paper or at a computer, whatever whatever's most comfortable for you. Sit there, and, and maybe it's not just one time, but you're starting to evaluate your life before God. And you're starting to say, God, thank you for this gift. I know it's precious. I, I start this new year by the work of your spirit. Help me make the most of the time that I have here. I don't want to just invest in the temporary. You see, God wants us to evaluate these things. And, and he even told us in his word, remember the creator in the days of your youth. God wants us to not just evaluate our lives in terms of how well we're succeeding in the world's system of values, but what are we doing for eternity? What is it that we're doing that matters for a transcendent purpose beyond this life and into the next? Are you working to be a part of the advancement of the eternal kingdom of God? Are you caught up in his his purposes, his plan, his eternal redemptive plan in the world. What are you doing to, to work with the hand, the living hand of Christ in the world, to, to reach out to a lost world, to share the good news of Jesus with the world around us? This is what we'll be held accountable for. We've not only been given the trust of life and time here on the earth, but you and I have been entrusted with the message of reconciliation. The Bible tells us under the pen of the Apostle Paul by the Holy Spirit of God, it's as if we're Christ's ambassadors, though he were making his appeal. Ambassadors of the kingdom of heaven, though God were making his appeal through us to a lost world. And the appeal is this, be reconciled to God. You know, in this life, we only have this period of time, which is in a sense a test for us. Are we going to move toward God and accept his plan, his work of redemption, the gift of his son? And if we do this, then we're enlisted as his people, his ambassadors in the work in the world. And we're to be a part of 
whatever giftedness he's given us, sharing it in a non-selfish way with the world around us to accomplish the advancement of the kingdom of God. And this is what we'll be held accountable for, friends. This is what God is watching for in us. Are we drawing closer to him? Is our depth in our walk with him being more seized by the Holy Spirit? Which leads me to my next question, and that is this. As you look ahead to the next year, are you open to whatever God has for you? I mean, are you willing to do whatever he wants you to do? Are you honestly willing to pray, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven? Are you willing to to set aside your will, your plan, and your purposes and surrender to the purposes of God? Paul wrote to those in Rome and he said, in view of God's mercy and his kindness in reaching out to us, you and I ought to offer our lives as a living sacrifice to him, holy and pleasing to him. And then he said, this is our spiritual act of worship. This is what God is worthy of in our lives, offering ourselves as living sacrifices to him. Now, now you may have heard it said, the trouble with living sacrifices is they keep climbing off the altar and taking control of their own life. But at the beginning of this year, friends, I just want to encourage you. He is worthy of the sacrifice of our lives, offering our lives to him in service and giving him our best with the time we have this side of heaven. And as you're listening to me, perhaps the Holy Spirit is working on your heart and inviting you to come to him and give your life to him. Surrender this next year to him. And, and if you do this, friends, I want to I remind you, you're in good hands. God has told us that if we, if we give up our lives for him, we will find it. If we surrender to him and, and allow ourselves to be shaped by him, the true us will come to life in him. For it's in him we live and move and have our being. We'll know the life that is truly life. As I'm encouraging you in this, friends, I'm asking the Holy Spirit to seize your heart, to cause you to want to become more fully surrendered to him more and more throughout this year fully surrender to him so that he can live through you and bring you this life that is truly life. This is what he's worthy of, friends. This is what he's calling forth from us. And and this is the great mystery and marvel of the wonder of the spiritual life with God that he's invited to us, in, us into through the shed blood of his son, Jesus. Oh, I hope that this motivates you to lay yourself on the altar and move into this next year, surrendered to God and asking him to give you this life that is truly life. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, thank you for this chance to come before you, to listen to your word and what it teaches us about our lives here and our time here. Would you impress these truths on our heart so that we could live them out more fully? And Father, if there's someone listening here today that has never opened their heart to the gift of your son, Jesus, and just beginning to understand the gift of their life from you, that you would you would open their hearts to receive this from you and have new life and be made new 
and have this ever-growing desire to want to please you with their lives. Father, you, you have told us that if we don't have a willing heart, you can, we can ask you and you will give us one. So do this for us. Work this miracle in us as we head into this new year. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Matt Reister, Executive Director for Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Thanks for tuning in to today's broadcast. We're here to proclaim Jesus Christ as Redeemer of the world and to promote the truth of God's Word. In addition to this weekly broadcast, we want to mention two podcasts which you can listen to for free on our website, christiancrusaders.org, or on our mobile app, the Christian Crusaders app, which can be downloaded from the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. The CC Podcast, Daily Dose, features short devotions from an overview of the Bible and the 
the CC Podcast Conversations features inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. In fact, here are some excerpts from those interviews. Here's Ron Gruber, a former motorcycle gangster and murderer. But I grabbed that thing, and after I, I got myself psyched to a point, and I mean, I cracked that hammer back and put it against my head, and I, I heard it just like you and me are talking. Don't kill yourself with that gun. You kill yourself with me. This is Christian singer-songwriter Michael W. Smith. You know, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. That's one, that's, and you don't like God to humble you, and I've been there. It's not fun. <laughs> I'd rather do it myself. And here's Michael W.'s fellow Christian artist, Stephen Curtis Chapman. And mm. I feel like when people say, man, your music has encouraged me in my faith journey, it always just reminds me, again, of how God can use just about anything. You know, he can use Amen. a hillbilly from Kentucky. And here's former Hawkeye and current NFL player Ike Butker. I just remember running routes. Me and this this one other kid are running routes. I don't like to talk great about myself, but I destroyed anybody that they put up against me. Like, <laughs> I, dro- I didn't drop a single pass. You can listen to those interviews and over 60 others, as well as our daily Bible overview devotion and this broadcast, along with archive broadcasts from former preachers on our website, christiancrusaders.org, or on our free mobile app. Today you've been listening to the broadcast transmission of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministries. We're one of America's longest-running radio ministries on the air since 1936. We are completely donor-funded and donations are tax-deductible. They can be sent to 7401 University Avenue, Cedar Falls, Iowa, 50613, or made online at christiancrusaders.org. Thank you for tuning into this broadcast. We'll be here again next week at the same time. And until then, may God richly bless you.